Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Four and one. Welcome in and welcome back to the Talk the Line podcast on this beautiful Monday of bets, the first show of the year 2021. And so you don't have to check your calendars for the first time, and so we can all get our minds set on the fact that it's a new year on the calendar. The day is. January the 3rd, 2021. Can't thank you. Or, oh my gosh, 2022. I did it. How about that? There you go. January 3rd, 2022. We'll have to do that plenty times here today so we all get on the same page. But can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, come and kick it with the TTL crew. We got a loaded show to kick off the week and kick off the new year. But before we dive into that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you're watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew. Or if you're watching on one of our social media platforms, you might as well hit that like button, that follow button there if you haven't already so you don't miss any of our additional social media content. Or if you are listening to the pod on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too. If you haven't already, as we always do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching today's show. Go ahead, hit that like button too, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. Hey, maybe hit that share button. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the globe as you, but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned Ticket cashing, degenerate, because that's what we are here at the TTL pod, and we love cashing tickets with you guys and can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do all of those things, because it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode number 193 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful January the 3rd, 2022, I am your humbled Honored, hyped, and always handicapping host Colton Cap and Colt Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out with me and my partner, get some bets, get some insights, get some analysis, dive into some rabbit holes, but most importantly, take a little bit of a mental vacation and get some good vibes along the way. Now, 
One final thing here on the introductory formalities, if you will. Got to bring in that aforementioned partner because I've said we, us, they, crew far too many times without bringing him in and acknowledging his presence. So without further ado, my friends, you know him around these parts as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and we cannot ever forget most times this year on Mondays and especially every other day of the week. The gloating, flamboyant, joyous Green Bay Packers cheesehead faithful himself, Mr. Riley, R. Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? The 2022, my friend. Good to see you over here. Uh, good to see you and all of our friends watching. It's been a few days, my man. A full uh, dad joke incoming. It's been a full year since we've seen anybody, but uh, uh, yeah, holding up mm-hmm, number one mm-hmm. seat or number one because uh, the Packers are the number one seat in the entire land, my friends. And uh-huh. uh, you can't take that away from us just yet. We've got a. Uh, few weeks before we gotta you know re-establish that one seed you know but hey man i am doing absolutely fantastic i don't know about you but uh happy to be back dude it was a uh nice long relaxing break but uh you know i was uh you know getting uh cabin fever not being on the old uh on the mm. podcast i don't mm. know about you man pod fever if you will pod most fever, definitely yeah. was ready to uh rock and roll myself i'm doing spectacular you know how i'm doing uh was a little bit uh, or the producer was a little bit lackadaisical this morning didn't get your mic clicked on as fast as i possibly could ah. to our audio uh listeners out there and then to uh the ones that uh can't read lips he said he's doing fantastic welcome ah. into 2022 2022 is where i uh, got you picked up on so there you go there you have it we <laughs> well, know it's showtime it's the first show of the year uh <laughs> outside way. of that partner we don't have uh, anything to recap. Can't be really uh, full transparency. You, uh, I won't take. We won't take time to uh, go through all of our picks throughout the uh, throughout the entire weekend. Here, obviously, you can uh, follow us on the Action Network app. Hell of a time to uh, shout all these spots out. Action Network app. I'm at Cash underscore with underscore Colt. Uh, Riley is at Armags in all caps. You can follow the uh, this here show's daily best bets at Talking the Line. All those are on the Action app. Then uh, Chalkboard, shout out, Chalkboard HQ app on top of the dome here today. Uh, Download that on the Apple Store, not on um, the uh, Google Play Store yet, but soon to be um, just for iPhone users for the time being. Uh, Also follow them on the Bird app at Chalkboard HQ. Follow our board on there, talking the line. I know, super hard to remember. And then jump in one of our channels. We got a channel for everything. Talking bad beats, talking NBA, NHL. MLB, MMA, everything in between, talking shit. We even have a talking shit channel on there. If you just want to come in and talk shit, say we're the dumbest handicappers you've ever met in your life, or hey, boys, we really suck today, don't we? We need to figure some shit out. Let's talk some shit. Hey, we love to do Strictly that. We for, want to connect yeah. with you. It's Strictly pretty for much taking bullets over here. <laughs> pretty much. It's pretty much Discord on steroids and strictly for sports betting. So come join us and our fam over at the Chalkboard HQ app. Uh, also, you can get all of our best bets, who would have thunk, at TalkingTheLine.com on the Today's Best Bets tab. Uh, that is on the more side, far right side of the page. It'll drop everything down. And ta-da, Today's Best Bets, you can actually bet all of our bets right from our Best Bets page, right from our website. And all of that shit that I just mentioned about Action Network and Chalkboard is all right on that Today's Best Bets tab, too. So there you go. There you have it. Outside of a betting partner, uh, quite the wild weekend of action just overall in general. Oh, yeah. Uh, college bowl games, 
I got a, a we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth. Um, but I see a lot of people saying that uh, we need to do away with the bowl games all in general. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, we'll talk about it at the end. We'll have some opinions on that. Um, and, but I just kind of wanted to preface that and kind of I definitely want to talk about that at the end of the show as like. If we don't have the bowl games, then all we're going to get is the Georgia-Alabama College Football National Championship and the Georgia beatdown of Michigan and the Alabama beatdown of Cincinnati. That's all we're going to get every yeah. single year. So that's what you guys want. That's don't cool. get me started, dude. Exactly. We'll talk about this on the second half of the show. Wanted to get you primed up a little bit, so there's a little something we'll talk about. Got me juiced um, up, We'll talk about uh, some of the NFL from yesterday. I didn't do too bad overall. Son of a bitch in balcony bets parlay. I have not ah. got a balcony bets parlay to the window since week four. Week three and week four, back-to-back weeks. Haven't done one since. We need to close it out next week, yeah. so I'm going to start working on my balcony bets parlay now, here live in the prime time, all the way for next fucking Sunday. We'll Love talk it. about that. Uh, we'll also Shoot. talk about... What else I had got? a nice day yesterday, uh, really solid day, except uh, unless you followed strictly the extra cheddar blog. Worst day that I've had on the Ooh. old EC since week one, my man. Still well really? positive on the season, but uh, yeah, 0-3 yeah, uh, week one and yesterday, only 0-3 wow. days. Wow, holy cow. That's uh, that's but unlike still you. Positive yesterday, that's unlike so. you, but hey, still positive, all good, no problem, no harm, no foul. My man's still in business, don't worry about that. Uh, we'll also uh, talk a little bit about New Year's weekend, how uh, how everything went there, kind of how we rung in the new year. Um, outside of that, I'm sure you got your sidebar. That'll get a, give us a couple extra um, rabbit holes to dive into. Um, obviously, everybody's talking about it this morning, but nobody can talk about it in the way that we can. Well, a couple of the media outlets that can. Shout out. Uh, shout out the Pat McAfee show. They can talk about it in this light. But uh, Antonio Brown, all that fucking oh. shit happening yesterday on the sidelines. <laughs> we got plenty to talk about there. So if you like more of the nonsense, you like more of the bullshit, you like diving into rabbit holes with the DTL crew, stick around for the second half of the show. That all will be coming up. But here on the first half of the show, uh, we got Monday's best bets, our Max picks. He's got three coming out at you uh one from the monday night football game tonight and then two from the college basketball hardwood i got two picks coming at you both from the college basketball hardwood um pretty solid uh little swack couple of swack games uh we got oh, yeah, our man. eyes on uh not the best college basketball slate tonight but uh we got four picks for you that we think got some pretty solid value so stay tuned for that uh third segment of the day we'll get into the special play of the day monday madness parlay this one is Real madness. I mean, it is all over the fucking board. We just started picking plays, grabbing, moving, grooving, choosing, and we ended up with plus 1,052 odds. I think this one, as like relaxed as we did it, I think this one might have the best shot at getting to the pay window of all of the special plays we've done in a long time. I was about to say, man, I feel about as solid as this one as I have about a a special play, especially the ones. I mean, I always feel really, really good about Wednesdays and Tuesdays. One solo pick or, you know, a twofer. Oh, yeah. But as far as Monday, Thursday, Friday, when it's three plus, this is as confident as I get, man. I feel good. I feel real good about this one. So we'll recap all of that one, uh, all those plays for you, so you guys can get them hammered into your favorite sports book, uh, whatever one you use. And then uh, Moneyline Dice will be gracing us with their presence for the first time in 2022. Going to the NBA Hardwood tonight, uh, Charlotte Hornets against the Washington Wizards. We'll tell you all about that matchup in the fourth segment of the day. And then after all of that nonsense, we'll get into the aforementioned second half of the show. 
Um, that does it about all for me, partner. Uh, we'll dive into all the nonsense and everything here. Second half. Can't wait to do that with you. I know we got plenty of, uh, plenty of shit to talk about and, uh, (laughs) plenty of a, uh, extended weekend to talk about as well. I know, uh, we, we talked pre-show. You're like, Hey, how's the extended weekend? I'm like, Oh, we got, well, let's not even talk about it. We got so many rabbit holes we go down to on the show. So we're saving it for the show. Stick around. Second half should be absolutely electric. But for now, partner, unless you have anything else, from your side of the screen, we need to know about in regards to news, anything coming up, anything I failed to mention. No, sir. I'm ready to rock. Okay. Well, then, one final step before we really get down with it. To me, to you, partner over there, and all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods on this beautiful Monday of Betson for the first time in 2022. Take your sip, and I'll be right back. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that does it for the opening formalities. So for now, we cut the gossip, quit the banter, and stop the drama that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the DTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks picks inside, insights and analysis and admittedly diving into a few rabbit holes along the way. But most importantly, running tickets to the window, the pay window, with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, it is time to get into, hello, first member of the crew, hello, second (laughs) member of the crew. (laughs) Getting into, uh, for you uh, audio listeners out there, our mags uh, just waving like uh, Princess Diana over there in the box while I'm uh, announcing us. So here we go, first segment of the day, my friends. Let's get into it. You know the drill. Our mag's best bets of the day. Turn your volume way up so you don't miss a damn thing. Maybe uh, put on your headphones if you are at work because it might get a little weird along the way. So without further ado, partner, let it rip. Let them have it. And as per usual, you have the floor. Thanks, dude. New Year's resolution. No fucking cussing. That's what I'm doing over here this time around, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah, so don't worry about the NSFW, you know? Okay, turn up. There yeah. you go. There you have it. Yeah, that ain't my fucking New Year's resolution. Yeah, no, I was kidding. But uh, first things first, uh, you mentioned a partner. We've got some SWAC games on tap. It is officially January in the college basketball slate. Uh going to be a lot of conference action that is can't miss, dude. I This is about the time. We've already been head first into college basketball. This is the time uh, that I absolutely... Uh, aside from football, this is the time that I live for, January, Mar- yep. February, March, college basketball. But nonetheless, we've got a lot of swag action on tap. Texas Southern at Southern. Uh, mm-hmm. Tonight is my first bet of the day, and I am going to Texas Southern. I caught him at minus one and a half, partner. We're seeing some line moving on in this one uh, in the opposite direction. It is up to Texas Southern plus two and a half. Oof. I'm still okay with that. I think a lot of people in the books are honoring some... Uh, uh, some money coming out on Southern. It does look like I am um, not buying into the records that are showing here. Two and seven straight up for Texas Southern. Six and seven is Southern. Texas Southern has played the eighth toughest schedule in the country. I talked about this team a couple weeks ago, and they got a uh, big win, 10-point win in a spot much like this. Eighth toughest schedule in the country. They have played, aside from that win that they got, uh, mostly Power 5, Power 6 teams that are some big boys. Knocked off Florida, and then I mentioned they got that win against the... um uh, TRGV that they got a couple weeks back. That was actually their University last, uh, of Texas Rio Grande Valley by Caddos, my thank friend. You. I got your back. Don't you worry. I appreciate it. And uh, Southern, 
a little bit of a different story. Solid team in the SWAC, six and seven, as I mentioned. Uh, but my main point to start it off here is that do not look at these straight up records at all. Texas Southern is actually the highest rated team in the SWAC as far as Kempom is concerned. 191, uh, 151 adjusted defensive efficiency rating. That's what's going to be the difference here, partner. Because both these teams and a lot of the teams here in the SWAC, as far as the uh, 358 teams in the country, probably the worst offensive. Uh, conference in the entire land, but there are the top teams are the teams that can at least get it done on the defensive end, and that's what Texas Southern is. Mm-hmm. Southern 266, Ken Palm 294, AOE, just an offensive efficiency, so they do not get it done on offense. They actually kind of live and die by the three-pointer partner. 44th in the nation, three-point percentage. However, Texas Southern, 33rd on the defensive end, defending the three-pointer. So I really like Texas Southern to hold things down defensively. Uh, Last thing before a couple trends, Texas Southern, ninth in offensive rebounding partner against the eighth toughest schedule in the damn land, ninth on the Mm -hmm. offensive glass Mm -hmm. per game, 148th defensively, so a little bit of a drop, but you look at Southern, 300th offensively in the nation, 351st defensively so I think Texas Southern's going to control the glass they're going to limit the three-pointer in this game and they're going to get it done keeping Southern under 60 points in my eyes here and uh, TSU is going to get over that 60 point mark in my opinion here Uh, Texas Southern I mentioned here come the trend 7-0 ATS last seven following a straight up win last seven wins they have followed that up with an ATS cover 4-0 for you partner 4-0 last four games on Monday ATS and 12-2 ATS last 14 on the road I think they take care of business tonight to get things started here in the SWAC, partner, to jump off to what I believe is the best team in the SWAC and the team that's going to be uh, standing in March alone out of the SWAC. But I think they're going to get it done here tonight, partner. Like I said, I caught it minus one and a half. It is at two and a half right now, but mm. I think that's some fishy line movement from my side of things, partner. For your benefit, good sir, and as to not mush one of your best bets of the day. I'm going to stay away from this one. A um, couple of key reasons. Number one, because I've backed a team in this spot a lot of times where I saw them at the minus one and a half. I'm like, oh, I love this line. And then it's flipped, and I was like, oh, I'll back them at the points right. too, no, no question. And both of them end up losing. Uh, so for your benefit, I'm not going to mush it. I'm going to stay away. Hey. I'm going to let you rock and roll. And if all you guys want to get the Texas Southern Tigers, minus one and a half, or now plus two and a half per max, he's okay with the Fugazi line move- movement. You want to get it to the pay window. Hammered in right now, right here for RMAG's first best bet of the day. Partner, if you could be so kind as to keep it moving, keep it grooving with your second best bet of the day. All right, partner. So second, staying in the swag. Both college games for me, staying in the swag. I love my swag, boys. Sometimes fading them, sometimes the taking them. Southwestern Atlantic Athletic Conference. I apologize for all of you, you uh, non-mid-major fans <laughs> out there. there Southwestern so Atlantic Hundred percent. So this athletic. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Get Remind me, me one here. more time. Southwestern Athletic. Athletic. You better believe okay. it. Okay. Southwestern okay. Athletic, okay. not the Atlantic or the Pacific. You better. All right. So this one, partner. <laughs> this one is a little bit different. This one's gonna be a little bit uglier, partner. Both these teams are pretty bad teams, but there is one that stems apart from the other in this one, in my opinion. Uh, and some line movement that I don't think is too fugazi. I know that might sound contradictory, but in this case, the team I'm backing is getting boatloads of money on them. We're going Alabama A&M and Arkansas Pine Bluff Golden Lions. I am taking, I took Alabama A&M on the money line. It was plus one when I saw it this morning. Uh, Alabama A&M is now up to minus two and a half. I would 
take it there. I would not go past that minus two and a half or three, mm. in my opinion. There, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, I caught the money line line at uh, minus one ten. So obviously, that's much different than minus one thirty seven. If you're looking to eat a little chalk, I do think they get it done outright. So that minus one thirty seven might be okay. Uh, as far as Ken Palm ratings partner, A&M, Alabama A&M, 331 on Ken Palm. Not very good if you are familiar with how many teams there are, 358. Uh, but their opponent, ARPB, the Golden Lions, are 356, the third worst team, according to Ken Palm, in the entire country. Uh, both two wins. So another case where you shouldn't look at the straight-up wins. Uh, A&M, only 1-9 straight up. I mentioned these teams are bad. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And ARPB, 2-11 straight up. Both of those wins are non-Division One teams, partner. They have not beat a single Division I opponent. They are in conversation for the worst team in college basketball here. Mm. Uh, A&M holds the defensive edge in this one. Like I said, all these SWAC teams, maybe not all of them, but a good majority of the SWAC teams are really bad offensively. Uh, but the ones that can separate are the ones that can get it done offensively. A&M, 207 ADE, bordering on competitive uh, from my side of things as far as the rankings here in the SWAC. Uh, 207 ADE, 214 in the country, effective field goal percentage allowed. Uh, you compare that to ARPB, 350 and 352 AOE ADE, 323rd on offense, effective field goal percentage. I think uh, the defensive efforts, again, from A&M are going to be what uh, the deciding factor in this one is. And uh, ARPB just isn't going to keep up much like they haven't all season long this year or last year. Uh, so I'm taking the A&M uh, Bulldogs, actually, here on the money line. Only trend that I have on this one, partner, ARPB 3-9 and nine ATS following a straight-up win. One of those wins against uh, one of those, I actually don't know if it was D2 or D3 team, but one of those mm-hmm. wins against the non-D1 team uh, was their last game, and now 3-9 and nine ATS following a straight-up win. Um, so like I said, like the 2.5-3, wouldn't go past that, though. But give me the A&M Bulldogs on the money line, partner, for number two bet of the day. Okay, uh, Swack Mondays, I guess that is uh, what it is going to turn into here for the time being. Um, another one I had an eye on, I think, I believe you are on the right side. I like the line movement, uh, like what I'm seeing as far as bet and money split. Um, the only thing that I am uh, just a little bit worried about is the fact that Arkansas Pine Bluff, or no, I'm sorry, not Arkansas Pine Bluff, Alabama A&M has yet to win on the road. They're 0-9 mm-hmm. on the road. So I'm not saying that APB is worth a damn right. on their home hardwood whatsoever, right. but gives me a little bit of pause when I see that. You got the Yones, and if you do too out there for our mag second best bet of the day, I suggest you hammer in right here, right now, but wouldn't go over it per the legendary degenerate gambling legend, Mr. R. Mags, Riley Magnuson. Hammer in right here, right now. The Alabama A&M Bulldogs, minus two and a half. Partner, that does it for your college basketball picks. I know you got one more coming from the NFL gridiron. We would be lining up, but I simply just don't know what the hell's going on. I need you to convince me. I want to back you. I want to get involved. Please share with me, convince me, share with them, convince all of them. What is the spread side we need to be hammering in tonight for the Monday Night Football matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers? All right, partner. So you came to me this morning when I told you I was making this play, and you said, I, like you said, I, I kind of agree with you. I just don't know for sure, and I'm not going to go to the show with this. Well, fucking partner, I am coming to the show with this Uh-oh. today and a little bit more, Uh-oh. and that is I am willing to die on a narrative hill Uh-oh. in this NFL season, and this, if any narrative hill, I will die happily 
If I die on this hill, stab me in the heart and take the last 20 years of my NFL fandom away from me because I am backing the Pittsburgh Steelers. It has moved up to minus 2.5. I caught it minus 1.5. Would not go past the 2.5. I'm back in the damn Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football minus 1.5 in Big Ben's final home game in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. That is one partner, uh, but that alone would not be enough for me to tie. That alone would not be enough. Mm-hmm. The other things that are pushing me over the edge, the Pittsburgh Steelers have not lost a home Monday night football game since 1991. 19 straight. They got a chance to make it 20. 44, 11, and 1 since 1992. Straight up are the Steelers against the Browns. And Big Ben is 25, 2, and 1 straight up. Zero losses at home against the Cleveland Browns. You're telling me they're going to end all of these streaks in Big Ben's last game in a Pittsburgh Steelers home uniform? Boy, like I, sure I said, hope not. if they are, I am willing to die on that damn hill, partner. A lot of what it is is a narrative based and honestly a little bit more than that because the Cleveland Browns offense is not uh, impressing me at all the last four weeks. They've lost three of their last four. Um, One of those is in the division, one and one in the division that stretch. They are not a good football team right now. They're out of the playoffs as much as the Steelers 99% chance don't have a uh, shot to make the playoffs. They are 1% alive. Uh, It is a kind of a string of things that needs to happen but they're still going to tell themselves that they got a chance so partner i'm willing to die in this damn hill and if i do like i said i i almost owe it to big ben the last 20 years of watching the nfl (laughs) watching him play and putting together these damn trends and streaks i'm backing him one more time here partner if um if they somehow fail to cover and win that'll be a real kick in the nards for me so i will uh acknowledge that right now but hey man I'm more than happy to lay the points here with Big Ben. Wish I could have caught it at three and a half early in the week uh, where yeah, it was yeah, plus yeah. three and a half, but give me a damn break, man. I, they're not losing to the Browns in his last home game. They are going to fight tooth and nail. They've been in certain spots this year where when they put all the chips together and put them down, they look like at least the competent team because they obviously they're not the same Pittsburgh Steelers team they have been in the last decade, but in certain spots they can put up a fight, and this Browns team is flawed. So oh, yeah, give me the damn Steelers, man. Give me the damn Steelers. <sighs> I'm with you. I'm going to have to wait a little while before I lock it in. You, you've pretty well convinced me I need to see some more movement. I want to see a little bit more nonsense. Yeah. Um, one of the most disappointing playoff misses of this entire year, the Cleveland yeah. Browns, my friend. Uh, I was, We were all over them. I yeah. thought something – we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, I, I thought something would be interesting is go back to uh, and kind of go through each one of our NFL season previews and see how accurate we were here to the end of the season. Oh, fucking Cleveland Browns, boy, did I fucking – <laughs> Swing and fucking win, yeah. miss, son. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, my head goes back to the uh, the bench warmers uh, moment where maybe I got one little thing right about Kareem Hunt or something before he got he got uh, injured, and it's David Spade in the batter's box, and he. I ticked it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I ticked yeah. it. I ticked it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I didn't completely right. swing and miss, right, right, but right. man, oh man, if I missed on one yeah. team, it was the Cleveland Browns this year. So I'm going to write that down. I'll actually be uh, really interested to uh, to see kind of where we're yeah. at. But uh, any closing thoughts on uh, your Steelers? I think I'm with you, man. I yeah, just well, I got to see some more people come uh, come into action. For first. sure. From a gambling perspective, I would be with you. I would probably lean Steelers, but I just don't know, and I would probably stay away. I will admit that, but... 
I really like I said, I, I, I'm fine to buy into a narrative. This is the most I've bought into a narrative in a long time. Yeah, and, man. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah. with it in this situation. Yeah, I think so. I think he, he handles business one final time, even with that 0.0006 chance of making it into the playoffs. I think right. Big Ben. Because they need like the Colts to lose to the Jets yeah, or something like that, which eh, yeah, crazier well, things have happened, I well, guess. Yeah, but. I suppose. I suppose. But hey, either way, there you go. There you have it. So. Anything else from you across the board for all three of your best bets of the day today, my friend? A little breaking news. Uh, Matt Nagy says that hope is that Justin Fields will start in Minnesota on Sunday. How about that? Hey, shout out. Oh, speaking of shout outs, shout out Uncle Joey. Uh, dove in the uh, dove in the comments of oh, nice. our uh, of our daily uh, show. Uh, appreciate the hell out of you. One of uh, our best connections in the industry. Been uh, following him and uh, hanging out with him for the better part of a year now. So lock and load. We appreciate the hell out of you, Uncle JD. Uh, go follow him at Joe D'Amico Wins uh, on Twitter. Outside of that, partner, sounds like you are all uh, good to go over there. Let good me uh, flip a Rooney over this direction. And do one of these numbers because it's time for the second segment of the day, my best bets of the day. Now, I only got two coming at you, but I'm very, very, very confident in these bad boys. Uh, same point spreads, actually, which is funny, but I'm taking the yeah. one's a favorite, one's the dog. So right. very interesting. Actually, same like home dog and away favorite, though, which is really weird. Either way, uh, both coming from the college basketball hardwood and uh, first matchup I'm going to, not wasting any time, we're going to the matchup between the Towson Tigers and the Drexel Dragons. Now, my friends, I caught the line, Towson, uh, minus two and a half. I've seen it go to minus two on some books. I'm okay with that. I would actually take this up to three and a half. I think Towson wins this by at least four. I actually see them winning this by around like six or seven, but I love the two and a half. No question about it. Um, this line actually opened up minus one in favor of them. I was tracking it last night and it flipped to plus one and a half. And now, despite, uh, that's what I was looking at a, sec a second ago, Drexel getting 76% of actual money wagered on the spread. This line keeps going up and getting uh, easier for them to cover. I right. don't think that's how the books work things, but hey, who am I? What the hell do I know? Uh, I honestly think someone just dropped a bag on Drexel just because they're at home, home hardwood, yeehaw, here we go. They're actually 3-0 and straight up at home, but uh, only 1-1 one one against the number partner. Now, why would that be? Well, because they had no spread against Newman University. No idea where the hell they're even located. Fairleigh Dixon, uh, who has been just an absolute clusterfuck of a program yeah. this year, uh, they covered a minus 13 and a half spread with them. Not surprised, but they failed to cover a 12 and a half spread against Copen State or Coppin State, however you want to say it, um, who has been pretty much a lackluster program as well. Five and five straight up, five and four ATS uh, for the Dragons overall this season. I know I was pretty high on Drexel to start it off, and uh, here I am fading them. I do not yeah. think they're the team that I thought they were originally. And contrary to that, Towson is rolling, my friends. Nine and four straight up. They are eleven and two against the number. Four and two straight up, but a perfect six and zero oh against the number on the road. They're only two losses. So if you're worried about them being a two and a half point favorite, we're to Ohio State, eighty-five to seventy-four. So a eleven point game against Ohio State. That's not too damn bad. And Pittsburgh, sixty-three to fifty-nine. So that uh, even though Pitt isn't the same Pitt team they have been. Only a four-point game is nothing. 
nothing to scoff at. There are a couple of key uh, statistical means here that I do believe uh, are in favor of the Tigers, allow them to win this game. I looked at effective field goal and opponent effective field goal. Towson, clear advantage here, 118th in effective field goal, 94th in opponent effective field goal. Drexel, 148th in effective field goal, 261st in opponent effective field goal. I think Drexel knocks down a lot of shots, and or I'm sorry, Towson knocks down a lot of shots, and I think Drexel being that bad in opponent effective field goal, I look deeper into their defense, and I really think that their defense cost them the game. They're allowing 72.9 points per game. They're 312th per Ken Palm in three-point percentage allowed and 191st in two-point percentage allowed. Simple comparison to Towson, that's only allowing 64.5 points per game, 94th in three-point percentage allowed, and 86th in two-point percentage allowed. If you want to back a team that's outside of the top 300 in three-point percentage and almost outside of the top 200 in two-point percentage against a team that's inside of the top 100 in both of those categories be my guess but I simply can't do it I mentioned Towson knocking down a bunch of shots I think the shots they're going to knock down the most are their three ball and that's really going to allow them to win this game they're uh, shooting 37.1 percent from the three-point factory and they are 41st in the nation per Kempom and three-point percentage uh, that's going up against Drexel that's 228th in defending the three ball per Kempom not to mention one final last thing uh, if we do have any uh, struggles from beyond the arc we got some misses that's okay because Towson's 15th in the nation in offensive rebounding so they'll clean up the glass they'll get those second points chances or second chance opportunities rather and uh, we will uh, get this ticket to the pay window but you don't believe me hey just believe the trends Drexel two and three ATS last five overall three 12 and one ATS here you go partner last 16 Monday games Towson five and zero ATS last five overall five and one ATS last six as a favorite seven and zero ATS last seven road games put the last two together eight and zero ATS last eight as a road favorite and Towson is seven and three against the number their last 10 meetings with the Drexel Dragons one final key point before we get into number two Towson has a 57.9% chance right around that minus two and a half to win the game outright per the worldwide leader ESPN. Give me all of the Towson Tigers minus two and a half. Wouldn't take it over three and a half if it does stick up there, but I do not envision that. Give me all of the Towson Tigers minus two and a half. First best bet of the day. I like it, partner. I uh, I was interested in this one, just a little bit uh, out of my realm. Looks like we got some comment, uh, a comment to uh, wash out there, partner. Son of but, a uh, bitch. Twenty twenty two, nothing new. But uh, hey, Hi, welcome, Davey welcome Flynn. to twenty two. Whoever whoever you are, Dave. <laughs> but uh, no, I do you. like this one. What was it? Was at minus one and a half or minus one earlier this morning? Uh, it was at minus one last night. Flipped a plus one right. and a half okay. last night, and then now it's ticking up to two and a half. Um, if it goes to three, I would fucking hammer it in as fast as you possibly can because Drexel is getting every bit of money in the yeah. world right now, and that line is getting easier for them to cover. So, makes no sense whatsoever. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, second best bet of the day coming from me. We're going back to the swag, baby. Love it. Back to the no, swag. Uh, two teams in this matchup, Florida A&M Rattlers going up against the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. Excuse me, a little bit of uh, some coffee burps there. I do apologize. I am human at the end of the day. Um, partner, we had a – oh, hey, you and your – Ah, my bad. My bad. Uh, no, 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 that's not what I was referring to, but I just heard it no, as yeah, I was yeah. saying this. So, partner – we had a uh, very rough beat on this team that I'm about to uh, describe why we're taking. Um, it was one of your plays. Not rubbing that part in. What I uh-huh. am going to say is that 
We're getting you some damn revenge here today. We're taking the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats plus two and a half, and we're getting it to the damn pay window. My friends, there is no way you can confidently back FAMU. When I refer to FAMU, that is Florida A&M University. FAMU, they're 2-9 and nine straight up, 5-2 and two ATS overall, but... 0-8 straight up, have yet to win a game on the road, yet they're favored 5-3 and three ATS on the road. So all of those covers have been as a dog. You cannot back them as favorites if they have yet to win a fucking game on the road. Get out of your own damn way. Bethune-Cookman might be 2-9 and nine straight up, just as bad overall. 5-4-1 against the numbers, still the same thing. But 1-0 and oh straight up. They've only had one home game. Books don't know how to value them at home. How do they play on their home hardwood? We don't know because we haven't seen them do it. What we do know is they crushed Johnson University. I have no idea. Couldn't point to it on a map, but they beat them by 43. They've had the 51st hardest schedule per Ken Palm, so I think they get a chance to kind of get into their own here in the swag, get a little bit of relief, and uh, start to look a lot more solid like you were talking about them early on in the year here and how I think they start to actually look the team they are. Now, a couple of key stats here. Uh, Both teams are pretty shit. I can't lie about it. This is not going to be one of the best games you're ever going to watch in your lifetime. However, you got to look a little bit lower than the surface. Uh, Number one is going to be shooting. FAMU, 338th in two-point percentage, 358th in three-point percentage per Ken Palm. Bad, but a little bit better. Bethune-Cookman, 323rd in two-point percentage, 339th in three-point percentage. When you're looking at teams this bad, any little edge like that really helps you here. Rebounds also, I think Bethune-Cookman helps us win this. No problems whatsoever. Both teams are horrible offensively. FAMU 306th and Bethune-Cookman 300th. However, Bethune-Cookman a little bit better defensively. 175th for them on the defensive glass compared to FAMU's 339th defensive rebound ranking. I also think it comes down to tempo. Neither team uh, burned the doors off of any of their opponents. FAMU's 154th, where Bethune-Cookman is 252nd in tempo. I I think actually Bethune-Cookman slows the game down a little bit here, gets FAMU off of their game, allows their offense to struggle even more, and I think we uh, see Bethune-Cookman kind of pull away here in a, uh, in a kind of a weird fashion that we haven't seen them be able to do so far yet this year. One final thing uh, I really think this comes down to is um, when Bethune-Cookman starts to pull away, I think they're going to be able to rotate a lot of their tired players in. They're 169th in the nation in uh, bench rating per Ken Palm. You just compare that to FAMU, that's 353rd. I think they're going to get them really tired defensively, slowing this game down, working them defensively. I mean, I think you're really going to see this Bethune-Cookman working the Rattlers on the defensive side of the ball. So stay tuned to that. I think that's going to be one of the key things here. But if you don't believe me, for the final time here and for the first time in 2022, believe the trends. FAMU 3-8 and eight ATS last 11 versus a team with a winning percentage below 400. 0-4 ATS last 4 as a favorite and 0-8 against the number last 8 as a road favorite. Bethune-Cookman 5-2 and two against the number last 7 home games. 5-2-1 ATS last 8 as a dog. Combine the last 2. 4-0 ATS last 4 as a home dog. 6-1-1 one one, here you go partner against the number of their last 8 Monday games. 4-1-1 one one ATS last 6 following a straight up loss can and you spell R-E-B-O-U-N-D. I sure can. And Bethune-Cookman, 8-2 and two straight up. Their last 10 meetings with FAMU. You say, Colt, 
you're taking them against the number. Why didn't you say that? Why are you saying straight up? Well, because FAMU has been so damn shitty over the course of the last few years, they haven't even set spreads against them, and Bethune-Cookman has absolutely beat the popsicles off of them. I think that continues, and I think we will take every damn book or every damn point that the books are willing to give us. But you don't believe me. You don't believe those trends. You don't believe everything. One final key thing. These Bethune-Cookman Wildcats that are two-and-a-half-point dogs per the worldwide leader ESPN, they have a 60.8% chance to win this game outright today. If you're with me, hammer it in right here, right now, before the line drops at all. I'm all over it. Second and final college basketball best bet and overall best bet of the day for me. For the day, Bethune-Cookman Wildcats plus two-and-a-half. I like it, dude. I'm jumping in the boat with you. I need that damn revenge. Was a little. Uh, it wasn't even a, a personally forced bad beat. It was just the other team for with 10 seconds on the clock up by 20. No abs- oh. absolutely no reason lays it in to cover. I think it was. I might have caught it at a nice number of push. Regardless, I need that damn revenge. And I agree with you, dude. I think this is the right spot for him. Uh, A&M just being overvalued. And what you said about the historical matchups uh, between these two teams is really what pushes me over the deep end. Because uh, I think that's what we see here again tonight. A little BCU. I think I think they get the one win. What about you? I think they get the outright win. I think we should sprinkle a little bit on the money line too. But I not giving it out as my best bet of the... Ooh, maybe a little something there. But yes, I also do think the money line. I almost bought the money line of the show, but that is not the best bet. Take all the points mm. the books are willing to give you, but I will probably <laughs> sprinkle a little bit on the money yeah. line. Okay, there you go. There you have it. All of Mies Best Bets OTD. Okay, my friends, it's time to keep this proverbial podcast train steaming down the tracks with the second segment of the day. It's time for the... Monday, 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 Madness Parlay, 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 the Monday Madness Parlay. Four legs on this bad boy. Four-legger banger paying out over 10 to 1 odds, my friends. Without further ado, we're going to kick things off with the first leg. Two of these legs are NBA. One is college basketball and one is NHL. We're kicking things off in the NBA, kicking things off with the NBA player prop. That's right. We got a prop on this week's Monday Madness Parlay. Now, I come to the pre-show meeting. Not that we do any fucking festive uh, or fancy fucking agenda planning or anything. It's pretty much all off the cuff. But I say, hey, I says, hey, Porter, I love old Cantavius Caldwell Pope to go way way under a specific total he said well what what total we start talking about it we start looking at it i says what do you think he says damn is that a monday madness parlay leg i said you better bet your ass so for the first leg here today we are taking kentavious caldwell pope under 20 and a half points assists and rebounds uh he has failed to uh go over this number in four out of his last five games i do believe uh gotten right to 19 a couple of times which is extremely extremely fishy this one jumped off the board at me i told you guys uh it typically takes me till uh new year's time to get involved in the nba uh some of these props are jumping off the board at me nothing really spread wise or uh total wise but I love this one. I brought it to OLR Mags. He said, let's do it. Partner, what else you got on this uh, KCP under 20.5 PAR play? 
No, I mean, the thing that you, I mean, everything you mentioned and then the last thing that really pushed me over the edge on this one, his last game, I think, A, the full number here is a little inflated. His last game, I think he had eight rebounds against our Bulls, um, which really pushed his number up a little bit. And oh, yeah. his oh, aver- yeah. where, uh, you know, typically his average is two, three rebounds uh, per game. So I might be sprinkling straight up, aside from our power lay, a little mm-hmm. under three and a half rebounds at plus money action, along mm-hmm. with assists as well. Because um, I think he could get to... You know, I think he could have a nice night shooting the ball, but, you know, okay, way, yeah. way back down to where he typically is three and a half, you know, two, three rebounds here tonight. Yeah, if he did goes to that uh, three rebounds in the last game against our Bulls, he's only at 18. So uh, that right. takes us way under. We're good to go, man. And I said it uh, just a little bit ago, but him going right to 19 the last few times and it being right at 20 and a half. I think everybody's, oh, well, he's gotten right there. He's got to get over at this point in time. I mean, goodness gracious, there's so many guys out. I just don't think so. And uh, partners in the boat with me, first leg, KCP under 20.5 points, assist, and rebounds. Contavious Caldwell, Pulp, second leg, coming from the NBA hardwood. We're going to the matchup between the Denver Nuggets, the Miners, if you will, and the Dallas Mavericks, the Ponies. We're taking the ponies on the money line. Uh, we do like the uh, three and a half, yeah. but not enough here for a parlay. It was it two and a half last night? I wrote it down at two and a half. I said, man, this sure seems like the right side to play here. I don't know why they're favored, but I think they're favored for a reason. Woke up this morning, it's up to three and a half. I think it's the right side, but we're not going to get risky with the spread. Dallas Mavericks, money line, second leg on the Monday Madness parlay. Partner, anything else to uh, add on top of that leg? Yeah, it looks like uh, I do not think there's going to be too much COVID issues that this game won't be played. It is not in that realm, but the Mavericks do have a little bit of an advantage. Nobody significant, but the uh, Nuggets have a little bit more depth. Uh, on the uh, sitting on the bench for this one, COVID-wise, and just a <clears throat> boatload of money coming in on the Nuggets, and they have ah. not moved this spread uh, ah. uh, really much at all. 94% of money coming in on the Nuggets on this one. I'd be interested mm. in, without those COVID injuries, I might be interested in the, interested in the three and a half. Hmm. But love the money line. And you and I talked last week or so. These short favorites in the NBA have been winning but not covering. And that's really the last thing that drove us to uh, staying safe with the money line in this one. Shit that just happened with our Bulls this past weekend. A couple times times times. in a row, I think. A couple times for sure. So there you go. There you have it. Okay. Third leg, going to the college basketball hardwood. We're going to the matchup, Big Ten matchup, Mr. Homer over there, between the Wisconsin Badgers, go Cheeseheads, uh, Junior Cheeseheads, if you will, and uh, the Purdue Boilermakers. We're not boilering up. We think the Badgers' defense does enough. Defense travels here, we do believe, and we're taking the Badgers plus 13. Nothing crazy for me here. Um, A couple of key points that I think we do need to uh, mention. When the Badgers get hot, they get hot covering the number. Uh, They're 5-2 ATS in their last seven games following a straight-up win. Like I said, their defense travels. It should travel here. 5-2-1 ATS last eight road games. 5-2-1 ATS last eight road games versus a team with a winning record. I think they continue all of those trends. Purdue has been solid. Uh, I mean, there's no lie about it. They have been boat racing teams, but some of these bigger spreads, some of these double-digit um, spreads are just not something that you want to put your money on. They're one in five against the number. Their last six overall. That's also one in five ATS last six as a favorite. Zero and four against the number. Their last four home games versus a team with a winning road record. And when they are on a losing streak against the number, they get on it. Uh, much contrary to the Wisconsin Badgers, four nine and two ATS last fifteen games following an ATS loss. So I think we're on the right side of here. I, I it. 
I, I'm sure you mentioned the money and everything, but uh, with him not uh, moving this number at all, partner, I think we're on the right side of here. It might finish by 10 points, but hey, I'll take all 13. And uh, if it's 10 points, we still get it to the pay window. Let's go. Right. I think that, yeah, I think it's going to be a scrap. I think Purdue gets the uh, win outright here at home. If this was in Madison, I might even be interested in a little Badgers money line sprinkle. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned the money, 96% of money on Purdue. Uh, depending on where you're looking, certain mm-hmm. spots have moved it from 12.5 to 13. But with that type of money, you would really expect it to go 13.5, 14, right, partner? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. I think the Badgers have enough to keep this one close. Last two meetings between these two teams, uh, 2020 Badgers actually got the win by four. Last year, Purdue only won by four. Uh, and this Badgers team, Purdue is obviously better than those two teams, but this Badgers team in turn is also much, much better than those last couple of years of Badgers basketball as well. And Purdue uh, is kind of a buy low on Wisconsin sell high on Purdue situation as far as just surface level last uh, Purdue's coming off four straight wins and double digits but the last two are Nichols State and Incarnate Word two really bad teams they smoked Butler I won't uh, deny that that was the one game out of the last five that they have covered though one out of the last five bad totally different matchup uh that was a bad matchup for Butler and then they uh you know hung in with NC State and lost Rutgers obviously so a lot of these Teams of Wisconsin's caliber or, you know, even knocking on the door of the top 25 caliber teams have been able to keep these games close. Uh, and like I said, I mentioned sell high, sell low or buy low, excuse me, buy low on Wisconsin. They've uh, failed to cover two their last two so games when against you, some mid-major teams. When you say sell low, what do you mean by that for somebody? For somebody uh, so I meant buy low on Wisconsin. I meant buy low on Wisconsin. I missed so But way, as far as buying low on Wisconsin, they've had two close games with mid-major teams, our boys, Illinois State. Shout mm-hmm. out to Redbirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, failing to cover 17-point spreads, 17.5 and 17-point spreads, one by three, one by four. So public perception be like, oh, they can barely beat these mid-major teams. Mm-hmm. We're going to fade them on this uh, spread against the number three team in the freaking country. Uh, so that's kind of a high-low point. And I mentioned as far as Purdue being the number three team in the country, and they also have been failing the cover but they're still at least winning these games by double digits right so not quite the same situation as far as wisconsin failing to cover bingo dude i love it appreciate you uh, explaining that maybe there's some people that don't understand the buy low and the sell high sure. and the vice versa all that yeah. uh, nonsense out there so there you go there you have it uh third leg wisconsin badgers plus 13 fourth and final leg Lace up the skates, boys. Grab the sticks. Are we hockey sharps again? I do believe. I saw this one last night. Edmonton Oilers opened up plus 108. Puppy dogs are now up to the minus 111 favorites. We're taking the Oilers on the money line, my friends, for the fourth and final leg of the Monday, Monday, Monday Madness Parlay. couple of key reasons. You know I'm the trend guy. I'll always bring them. Uh, partner, if you got anything, fill in the blanks. But Oilers are 5-1 and one straight up last six Monday games, 18-7. and seven, Their last 25 versus the Metro Conference, 17-8, and eight, last 25 as a road favorite. And the Rangers are 4-9, their last 13 as a home dog, 6-14. Last 20 Monday games come into the week a little bit slow. Two and five straight up their last seven versus a team with a winning record, and seven and 20 last 27 versus the Pacific Division. Oh, one we really like last year, too, partner. Uh, in closing here, Rangers one and four their last five straight up in the fourth game of a four and six situation. Ooh, yes, uh, so very solid here. We love the Oilers, uh, love that money movement, love the flip, everything on it. I'm buying all the way in. Barter, anything else you got on the Edmonton Oilers? The old, uh, the old Oilers there, eh? Uh, no, as far as uh, the Rangers side of things, it looks like our man, uh, former man of the Blackhawks, Artemi Panarin, big score for the Rangers, is out Red of this man. one. Uh, so that definitely helps our case as far as him being out for the Rangers. 
Big fan of the Pan Man for sure, but uh, he's our opposition now. So there you go. There you have it. All four legs on the Monday Madness Parlay paying out at plus 1,052 odds over 10 to 1. Uh, Got a fuzzy on the nose. Okay, it is gone. A little itchy there, but we're back in action. All right, in case you missed anything, any of our mags best bets, any of my best bets, maybe the Monday Madness Parlay, whatever it might be, do not fret, do not fear. Usually... I have to do some extra stuff here, but partner, into 2022, I'm on the ball. I'm on the ball. I'm not stopping. I'm not delaying. I'm not hesitating. We're already ready to rock and roll. The screen is shared. Everything is good to go. The producer was ahead of the game. So I say that to you. I say unto you, my friends, please rip out your sports books, pull out your paper and your pens, or maybe your pencils if you are a mistake-prone human being, or whatever mode, method, or thing you utilize to take stock of the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day, because as I bring my partner back in the screen for the first time live now on your full screen, the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day for this beautiful Monday of Bets, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar, January the 3rd, 2022. If you so kindly turn your attention all the way up to the top left portion of your screen, you see Arbag's picks. He's got three coming at you. His two college basketball picks. He's taking the Texas Southern Tigers minus one and a half. Okay with the plus two and a half as well. And the Alabama A&M Bulldogs on the money line. The Monday night football matchup he's got covered as well on the spread. He's taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Stillers shot out Pittsburgh, minus one and a half. Or wherever you're seeing that, he's cool with any line movement. Turn your attention to the top right portion of your screen. My two picks coming from the mid-major college basketball hardwood. The mid-major king has entered the chat. We're taking the Towson Tigers, minus two and a half. And the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats, plus two and a half. Turn your attention directly right next to us. All four legs, you now see them live of the Monday, Monday, Monday Madness Parlay. One final time recapped, we're taking the Edmonton Oilers on the NHL ice on their money line. The Dallas Mavericks on their money line against the Denver Nuggets. Kentavious, Caldwell, Pope, Washington Wizards, point guard or shooting guard rather, under 20 and a half points, rebounds, and assists in his matchup tonight with the Charlotte Hornets and the Wisconsin Badgers, plus 13 in the matchup tonight with the Purdue Boilermakers. Lock all four of those in for an over 10 to 1 odds payout right around plus 105 to if you would be so kind. Help us in bankrupting the books today on this gorgeous Monday of bets. Before we can do that, we need you to lock in all one, two, three, four, five, six best bets, plays, special plays, whatever you want to say, coming from the TTL crew right here, right now, please. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing for the first episode here in 2022 on whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Oh, hot damn. Oh, we did it, Max. I am deuced. Whoo, there we go. There we have <laughs> I it. I am deuced. I am juiced. All right, there you go. There you have it. Uh, quickly, oh, let me uh, go back real quick. I apologize. Uh, quickly, Moneyline Dice right above ah. us. You see that. Moneyline Dice roll of the day. We're going back to the NBA hardwood. We are going to the matchup between the Charlotte Hornets and the Washington Wizards. So without further ado, time to change that ticker up. There we go. There we have it. Now you uh, see a little extra something down there. A little moneylinedice.com. You'll see a little discount code. Hey, hey, hey. 
You go there uh, if you want your own set of Moneyline dice that are now live on set or any of the other merch they got on their online store. Nothing is off limits. Get it all in your cart. Head on over to there once you get it in the cart. Enter your checkout, and you'll see a nice little box there. We'll say enter offer code. Oh, my gosh, I don't have an offer code. Wait a minute. Yes, you do. It's TTL10. Enter it. You're going to get 10% off at checkout on your first order at MoneylineDice.com. So go check that out. Without further ado, partner. Could you be uh, so kind as to indulge us as to where this game's being played? Who's the favorite? Who's the dog? What's the total? What might we expect out of this matchup? And once you do, we'll get on with today's roll of the day. All righty, partner. So this one is in uh, Washington, D.C. Washington Wizards hosting the Charlotte Hornets. Washington coming in as minus two favorites on the spread. Minus 130 money line. Uh, so the Wizards coming in as a favorite Total of 232, a total that we do not typically see in the NBA lately, uh, at least in this season, 232. That is a high one. Uh, both these teams coming in, uh, as far as injury status, Charlotte's got P.J. Washington. He was out on Sunday. Not sure what his status quite is yet. Uh, a lot of depth, or not a lot of depth, a little depth on both sides here uh, as far as potentially out of this game. Hornets following up a loss and failed cover on yesterday. So they're coming off of a back-to-back, the Hornets are. Uh, lost to the Suns 133 to 99, ass whooping. And the uh, Wizards two days ago got a one day rest coming off a buzzer beaten loss to our Bulls. DeMar DeRozan sees some freaking Shut red. Up. Um, but yeah, Wizards minus two favorite at home. Hornets on a back to back. Wonder if that's what the dice are going to be picking off on this one or not. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, rare, rare uh, 232 total there. That is yeah, uh, that at least is this awful. season. Ooh, that's awfully high for what we have been seeing. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, first roll, as always, the dice are live on set, ready to rock and roll. First roll, home or away in the first roll in 2022. Are we going to the Charlotte Hornets on the road or the Washington Wizards at home in D.C., our nation's capital? We soon find out in three, in two, in one. Home team, home, home team. team. Okay. Home team. Home team, Washington okay, I, Wizards. Okay. I mean, hey, unofficial, back back unofficial rough, side, hey, unofficial yeah, side. You don't have to get ahead of yourself. It's okay, Max. Unofficial side, unofficial. We don't know if they're ready. They're really right. about it, about it yet. This type of energy has not fared well for the dice. For hey, me, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> Money line or ATS? Are we getting a little chalky and laying a bucket, or are we getting a little bit more chalky and taking the money line minus one thirty? We all soon find out in three, in two, unofficially in one. Money line. Okay. Not a very not a very bouncy uh, dice that time around. Right off the bat, money line. Short favorites have been winning, not covering. Ooh, look at you, Max, bringing it full circle. Not official. Not official. official, Not official. CC Talking Line Podcast 2022. Now, how about that? Okay. Final roll. Wild card roll of the day. Will the dice be doubling down for the first time in 2022? Will they say, yeah, that was unofficial, boys. We need another go at it. We need another crack. We need another whip around the track, if you will. Or are they saying, nah, we're set to go. We're just going to give you an extra ticket to cash. We're going to the total. We'll let you know. I don't know. Mags doesn't know. I've Hell, none, none of you guys know. But this here cubicle object that be the all-knowing wild card money line die sure does. And without further ado, we all find out from it in three, in two, in one. Home ATS. All right. 
So when it is a favorite, we do not lay it. We just straight play it on the money line. When it is a dog, we take the points and uh, a little sprinkle on the money line as well. So straight double down on the money line. For the first time in 2022, damn, I kind of miss doing this, dude. 2022, a two-point spread. Okay, Dice. I see it, Dice. I can see it this time. Good dice <laughs> have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take one ticket, not two, not three, not four, not five, not both of your hands to ten, just one ticket to the pay window tonight. Not from me, not from Mags, not from any living, breathing human being, but from the all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful cubicle objects that be the money line dice hammer in right here, right now. The Washington Wizards. Money line. Minus 130 or whatever you're currently finding at, at your favorite book. Be sure to go to MoneylineDice.com and enter code TTL10 at checkout. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. I'm playing that one, man. I like it. I'm in. I'm in, dude. I'm going to... 133 points allowed for the Hornets last night, and you're going second night back-to-back. Count me in. I like it. Okay. Okay. I like where your head's at. I like where the Dice are. uh, They're inanimate inanimate thoughts are at. Uh, Right. Yeah. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, outside of that, there you go, there you have it. We are good to rock and roll the Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Washington Wizards on the money line. All right, thank you, Dice. We appreciate you. Sleep well. We'll see you on the flip side on tomorrow's show. All right, look at that, partner. Right at that 11 o'clock. How Love about it. that? First half of the show is a wrap. That does it. There you go. There you have it. Get that bad boy out of here. Be sure to order your own money line dice or any there. I, I gotta get a damn hat from those guys. Is what I gotta do. I mm-hmm. I need to hit them up. Get me a dog yeah. on. Let me a little ML dice hat. You know, a little little free marketing for you boys. I always I should not that we don't use your product every single damn day. You know, maybe just to hook your boy up. Little hat, little little fucking crispy ass ML hat. Who's to say? Who are we? What do we know? All right, partner. Okay, looks good on my side of the world. Um, I'm interested to know how things are on your end of the world. So without further ado, second half of the show commences. Drop it into second gear. Hell, maybe fourth. It's burning rubber time, buddy. Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 193 of the TTL pod on this absolutely beautiful January the 3rd, 2022. Hey, my man. So I have been waiting to ask you this, and uh, or not ask you this, but bring this to your attention. Talk about it a little bit here. I talked about Please. we talked about getting into conference action of Ooh. college damn basketball, Ooh. dude. Let's and go. let's go. It is still too early for this, as far as what this exactly means. And these teams will not be there as far as two months from now. But uh, this is about the point where I start to get curious of who are we projecting to be in that uh, beautiful sixty-eight team field 68 team field in march so i pulled up mr joe lunardi's bracketology right in front of me here and uh just to see where his thoughts are of uh who would be in and who would be out as of right now and like i said still too early these teams still got a chance to figure it out but last four uh last eight in actually last four buys last four in byu uh interesting to see they've been a damn good team they got some more work to do apparently though wow uh san francisco as well uh i they again another team they've been really solid man florida 
Florida's uh, Ooh, technically in the bubble yeah, here right yeah. now. They, they've been they've been scuffling. They've been scuffling. The Hokies. I, I'm in love with the Hokies. They're on the bubble. Dude, I, I agree with ho- that. The Hokes been scuffling for sure too. I agree with that a lot. Actually, they I'm a little surprised the that they're on the uh, inside of things uh, compared to some of the teams on the outside yeah. here. Uh, St. Mary's uh, on that next level wow. here. Last four in, according to him. I would I would flip the Gales and the yeah. Hokies. I right. I would definitely do that for sure. Uh, Mississippi State, a team Made that it uh, I think, yeah, I think it's gonna prove they're a solid team, and they've been, uh, yeah, they're solid playing well. Shit. I think they're gonna. Uh, they've been under the radar. The they, they've mm-hmm. been under the radar. They just have yet to get into that um, that SEC schedule. So yeah. once they do, yeah. I think it's whoo, sink it's or swim, be, basically. Gee, I guess. Yeehaw, for sure. Same thing with Wake Forest. Wake oh, Forest, shit, the they've ACC. been sneaky, man. They burnt mm-hmm. that fucking. They uh, they were solid on uh, Friday. I think it was. I don't know. And then they burnt us yesterday. Yeah, I don't uh, remember. Or two days. I don't remember what the fuck it was. Either way. Either way, Wake Forest is a solid fucking team. I I would almost flip them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Davidson is the last one he's got li- listed in. Ooh. And then first four, next four out. So first four or first eight out, dude. Some good teams. San Diego State, one of the first eight out. Creighton, who I think. Uh, what? I kind of disagree no. with that. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. No, Creighton's uh, going to yeah. be a tournament team this year. No oh, question. I, I agree. No question. Northwestern, actually, rightfully so. They yeah, sink or swim in the Big Ten. If they, they they actually hang hung with uh, Michigan State the other day. I uh, watched a little bit of it. I think they only lost by four points to Michigan State. Yeah, they sure uh, did. But losses don't exactly get you in the tournament. But Belmont, not, uh, also not. on the bubble. Uh, good chance to win their conference. Uh, uh, Belmont, St. Bonnie's top 25 team to start the season. They've kind of, and I, I totally agree with it. They played not like surprising, no. dog yeah. shit against a terrible yeah. Virginia Tech team that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Clemson, another team that has uh, oh, wow. kind of... Uh, I, not surprising, though. Sink or not, sw- surprising. not surprising. They've just they had some of those losses that have chapped us that are just yeah. kind of inexplicable, right? And then TCU, yeah. uh, team I'm still willing to see. And then the must-bus, Arkansas, rounding out the last eight out. And rightfully mess. so talk right now, the, they've been struggling about, a little bit. Talk about the mess-bus right now. Like it, yeah, man. <laughs> it ain't good right Which, now. I don't know what's happening. I hope... I think and hope they'll turn it around because I really like Arkansas and the must bus, but yeah. yeah. So do I. I, I want to see right now. The, yeah, they're they're scuffling for sure. I want to see them in the postseason. Well, it's it's funny that uh, you mention all of this, partner, because this kind of uh, segues into something uh, I've been teasing for a while, and I think I've kind of found maybe my footing. Maybe okay. uh, get your feedback live on the show. Maybe some of the fans, if they're watching, if they read, who knows? Um, the mid-major report. Thinking about uh, bringing this uh, blog to to life here, you know. So we'll talk about a little bit about teams trending up and down. Teams that uh, maybe, you know, hey, here's here's some betting value. Here's a team that's going to have some betting value or maybe just overall value in general. Here's what they are, but definitely keep your eye on them uh, up and down in both directions. I uh, I told you a while back ago when I was working on this, I broke down all 24 conferences. So I think that still has some value. But I think only for like maybe the top five, like there's no need to like go through mm. all fuck or maybe the top, even the top three, like maybe even on the rise or going down conference rankings and movement, just kind of an overall, like just quick, brief, high level, bam, here's yeah. the 24 mid-major conferences. Here's kind of where things are moving this week. It's just a kind of a weekly update. So there's section two, section three teams and players to watch. Hey, okay. here, I fucking, this kid on SEMO, uh, uh, Southeastern sure. Missouri, that I had no fucking idea about. I watched uh, the game with them uh, two days ago against Austin P. I thought Austin P was going to fuck them up. Apparently, yeah. this was this kid. 
is his second uh, 20 or his fourth 20 point game in like six days. Yeah. I had no idea about this guy. So, so just a quick synopsis. Hey, watch oh, out for this that. kid on CMO. Check him out. Or, hey, the CMO team in general is going to be sneaky as shit. As far as players, I like that a lot because you get to like February, March, and you start to finally watch some of these teams come across. And you're like, oh, watch out for this kid. He might actually give Michigan the number 15 seed, might yeah, give yeah, Michigan yeah. a run for their money as a two seed. And it's like, oh, I'm excited to watch this dude. And then they get cooked by 20 points because yeah, they're not yeah, close yeah, to yeah. Michigan. It's like, well, what, what happened in the last two months? Yeah, Why? And I like that, dude. So like a little that. something like that, a little players to watch, team to watch. And then fourth section, uh, games to watch today. So, like, obviously, ah. today would be, like, Swack Monday. Like, hey, tune yeah. into these these four Swack games. We got bets out of them. Or maybe we don't have bets out of them. Maybe shit, like the vanilla – vanilla. The Villanova and fucking <laughs> Seton Hall game. Maybe – I bet on that game. I took Seton Hall. Wish I wouldn't have. Yeah. I thought they were going to keep it closer. Either way, maybe, hey, uh, Villanova-Seton Hall, we're not going to bet on. But, hey, this is a game you need to watch here. But, obviously, sure. that's not a – that's a bigger game. It would be a mid-major. Right. Like, hey, we're not going to bet on Texas Southern versus Southern today. But we think this has a lot of implications. Yeah. And, granted, maybe we would take. So, three to five sentences um, per those, something a little bit quicker. I still got to kind of work out how I'm going to do the conferences because the 24 conferences, it can sometimes be a barrier to get through. But if I can condense it in a certain way to where I can just fucking yeah. give you guys like, I, hey, here's what I look at, high level, bang, boom, pow. Because sometimes even I don't look at the low level. Like it's a quick fucking glance like, oh, yeah, okay, they're playing this team today, whatever. So we'll see how we'll do that. We'll see how we'll flip it up all around. But I think it's it going to be something like a quick little morning coffee read for you. A little uh, shit. I, I'm hoping no more than 10, 15 minutes maximum. Hoping sure. it doesn't take me more than uh, an hour. Because sure. <laughs> sometimes a fucking UFC blog get me yeah. down a fucking three, four hour rabbit hole. Because I just, well, I just love it. In, but so you get much. into a rabbit hole on your blog, it gets into your own rabbit like <sighs> Just plain curiosity rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, it's six hours down. And like, right. oh, shit, I've only wrote half of this thing. What have I been doing? I've just been <laughs> <Right>. researching. <laughs> Which doesn't ever hurt. It never Hell hurts to know no. more about the sport so, you're covering, but you know. So that being totally said, I thought this would, selfishly, I thought this would help me as a mid-major college basketball mm-hmm. better, already being the mid-major king and all. Uh, never hurts to uh, be a student. If you're not a constant student in this life, um, you ain't going to get nowhere. So maybe I'll learn a little bit as I go along the way, give you guys some value, what I see, why I play certain teams I do. Um, maybe teams trending, maybe the team's trending up and down. Maybe we'll just do betting value across the board. Because, uh, you know, like sometimes maybe – like at the beginning of the year, fucking Quakers were murdering it. Like mm-hmm. we were just uh, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Now you should stay so far away from them. You shouldn't touch them with a fucking ten foot oar. Right. And I could write about both sides of that. I we should have two weeks ago. It would have been they would have been on one side. Now they're on the other side. So I think that'll present some value. Just kind of wanted to uh, tell you guys a little bit about that new blog coming. I know I I fucking been teased it since before Christmas, yeah. but no, I've been I'm... trying to uh, figure out a way to kind of present it to where it's, number one, not a bear for me to do, because I want to do it daily. I don't want to, like, especially mm-hmm. with everything else we do, and also not a bear for you guys to read. Like, I don't want you to fucking have to let me take my 30 minutes here to freaking yeah. read through Colt's mid-major report. This is going to take forever. I don't want that. Nobody wants to do that, but I also no. want it to kind of be fun. So, the mid-major report, I think that's uh, tentatively what we're going to have. The bad boy will be coming out soon. Uh, hopefully this week, definitely next week, if not. Have a couple of formatting things to finish up, and we also got some TTL shit to talk about here, Ooh. turn of the year. So, uh, enough of that. 
We'll get into TTL announcements and shit. That just popped into my head as you were talking oh. about the uh, 64 here. Um, so I think that also give us a lot of insight into uh, kind of answering some of the questions you just asked there. Yeah, some of the top 64, definitely. what the hell's going on. Um, it's been really interesting so far. It's been a wheel spinner as as always is the beginning of the season. If you're not willing to lose a little bit of your bankroll early on in the season and, and kind of spin the wheels and then get some of it back – you just you shouldn't get involved early in the season. It just is what it is. You can yeah. do all the research in the world. You can have everything you want, and shit's still not gonna line up. Like I, I had a freaking two and six day on fucking Saturday, and and right. I was as confident in the two that hit as the six that lost. Like it wasn't like I was just like, oh fuck, man, this this right. team should win. Let me throw darts at the dartboard. Like I had. Uh, it just it's it's early season. It is what yeah. it is. Sometimes you're gonna see shit for one team, and it, it, it just is what it is. That's the best way to describe it. But uh, before you know it. Won't be getting on them streaks. And I think them streaks are going to be starting here pretty damn soon, especially with uh, conference basketball starting. I was about to say, personally, my I am so much more confident when it's conference games, personally, as I am with non-conference games, sure. typically. So that's another reason why I'm just so damn juiced, man. Yeah, I can't wait either. It's, uh, it's showtime, January basketball. We sleep in May, my friends. Okay. Switching gears just a little bit. Because uh, it's the big-ass elephant in the room, and we haven't talked about it yet. And everybody's talking about it in one way, form, or another. But what the fuck is going on with Antonio Brown? The man, from what I can tell, I don't I don't really know. I've been trying to gather as much information on this as I can. They're keeping right. it really hush-hush inside the organization as far as like what was actually said, what events actually led up to. But from the videos that I've pieced together from like sideline angle, corner angle right at the freaking tunnel angle. Like, I pieced them all together, and what I see happen and what I heard was that B.A. asked A.B., Bruce Arians, asked Antonio Brown to go into the game or some mm-hmm. form or fashion of that, and he did his usual A.B. shit. Nah, nah, I ain't fucking doing that. I don't know if that's true or not. That's all right. fucking speculation, but that's what I've kind of put together from the few things I've been able to read and see. He then was like, or it was probably one of those situations where he felt like he was being treated like a little kid. And we all know A.B. will fucking fly off the handle in two minutes if he feels like that, especially with how everything's been now, and yada, yada, yada. We all know the fucking shit. I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But basically, he's like, fuck you, no. So B.A. says right back to well, fuck you, get your fucking ass out of my face then, I don't need you. Right. And he was like, well, you ain't gonna talk to me like that. And you see him start to take off his pads, both Mike Evans and O.J. Howard come up to him and like, yo, bro, hey, 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 be cool, be cool, be cool, right. be cool. And he's like, no, fuck y'all, fuck y'all. O.J. Howard walks away. Mike stays with him. He's like, ah, fuck you then. I'm going to stay with fucking. He's like, A.B., come on. He's like pulling his arms down. Like he's right. physically pulling his fucking arms down. Right. And he still just rips his shit off, throws it, and then there's a video everybody's seen. He just runs off the fucking field. So I don't like, I don't know if it's an overreaction. Some, one of our buddies, shout out Scoot, um, he showed me like a picture. Oh, A.B. waiting for newbie. He's like, I don't really think it's him. I'm like, dude. Who else would it be? He yeah, just, no, he's not part him. of the organization. That it was him. him. And then I saw a video this morning, woke up this morning, that I got to find out a way to share. He was in the fucking Uber. It was a fucking video of him in the fucking Uber. The Uber was taking the so, video, right? Yeah, the Uber driver yeah. was taking the video. So it's real. It's a legit thing. I, I'm i curious to hear what your thoughts on it because I don't know what the fuck's going on with AB and is the man back off the uh, loony bin, and I can't take full credits to this. We were talking about it. Maybe is the next time we see A.B. in a boxing ring against Jake Paul. Oh, I, 
Well, so I, I don't know what to think, man. I mean, because the one thing that like kind of pulled me back a little bit as far as like, what the hell is going on? And kind of laughing was like Tom Brady was like, Tom Brady said something. I was like, hey, maybe show some like show some compassion. Like we're all root. We're like we all pulling for this guy. And I don't know if that's what it is as far as him like having serious like mental issues. mental health issues or not, because he was pumped up. He was pumping up the crowd. He was pumped. Yeah. He was like, fuck, yeah, I'm out of here. Like, it wasn't like he was, you know, like looking like distraught or anything. That's why I just no. don't know what to make of it, man. Yeah. And nah. I really don't know. And then he's waiting for the Uber, just like a, just a normal dude sitting on the curb. He's in the Uber. You mentioned the, uh, the video with the Uber driver. He was like, yo, what's up? It's me. Hey. <laughs> like, it wasn't like he was like, fuck out of here, bro. He was like, yo. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it, man. Like. I don't know if this is a publicity stunt because I, I saw something else. He was, whether it was th- this week or next week, he was about uh, eight catches, f- 55 yards, and a tud away from about a million dollars in incentives, 333 each individually. That's what I don't get. Obviously, he's probably, I would imagine he's set money-wise, but you never know with NFL players. And with what he's been going through recently. Exactly, man. Know. So I just don't know. Like you said, because you finished it off with and you kind of left. It would not shock me in the slightest if he did some goofy ass boxing ring type stuff at oh, all. I almost no. expected as long as he's um, not, uh, you know, doesn't have serious mental health issues. Like I said, it did not seem like he was, uh, you know, maybe it is a different form that we don't really understand. Maybe that could be it, but I just don't know, man. I, it is, the, I don't know that we'll ever see anything like we just saw because, you know, especially on a insane, Sunday, bro. a Sunday afternoon against the Jets, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, and he's just, I, I didn't even see it live. I was because, you know, yeah, yeah red zone and you got, I, I kind of watched it live, it but like as far as like I wasn't, you know, locked into that game as it happened. So technically no. And then, you know, someone like, you know, I, I, uh, I think red zone, they kind of mentioned something about it. And then, you know, you look through Twitter and it's literally him like pumping up the crowd. It's like, what are you doing? I don't get it, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I don't know where to go. I, I don't know why I was doing that. And like, he has to be like completely just done with the Tampa Bay. Well, he yeah. obviously is, but he like had <laughs> to be because they've lost so much already is in the way of talent and especially yeah. a skill position. He's important at receiver as hell. Yeah, he is the next month a, and a half. extremely important to get them through the playoffs. So now it begs the question: What happens now for Tom, Tampa Tom and the boys? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a little little squeaky, a little sweaty, getting into the old uh, the old playoffs here. I think they might be in rough shape, man. Unless their defense turns up to the level that they did a year ago, that is really the answer. No disrespect to their offense, they can still get it done. They obviously, I'm blanking on what his name was that caught the game winning touchdown, which oh, looks Johnson, like he kind of Johnson Jr. Yeah, I'm not. He stepped up in AB's absence, basically. So obviously, he if he's a you know a, a hidden gem, then maybe that's a totally different story and doesn't matter. But I don't know, man. It kind of seemed calculated as far as dipping the hell out. Like maybe I don't know. It seemed almost calculated. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I had Brashad Perryman to uh, score that touchdown, and he did not. But. Ah. Uh, Either way, I was thinking a little. Uh, Tom targeted him a couple times in the end zone. He just yeah. uh, he overthrew him a couple times. It was sure. a revenge game against the Jets. I was banking on sure. plus four fifty okay. would have been cashing that fucking ticket. But mm. uh, either way, yeah, man, uh, off the charts. Uh, you said it. I don't think we're ever gonna see anything like that for quite a How while. That was that was bananas, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> Check out the videos on our Twitter. They're on our Twitter. I got them from a bunch of different angles. You can check yeah. all that shit out. But there you go. There you have it. Um, I mentioned something there. And you kind of segued on to it, seeing him in a boxing ring. <laughs> speaking of boxing ring and speaking of Jake Paul, did you yeah. happen to see, oh. you sure did, Jake Paul did. and Dana over the weekend here. So, in a nutshell, <laughs> I can't. 
Jake Paul is speaking out of his ears. I, I don't know who is, and Dana even said it, I don't know who's writing that shit for him or, or what he's doing. But, sure. but man, oh man, the UFC has been around for so long for a reason. Like, and, and dude, the, fi- the f- fighters get paid what they get paid for a reason. Like, it, it's one, it's one fucking it's one fight. It's one I fight think it would be in, mo- in 365 I mean, days. It's one day, 20, mm-hmm. 25, no, no, I'm sorry, 15 minutes out of 365 yeah. days. I, it just, it, 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 yeah, they get paid what they get, but they still get paid a shitload. Like, get the fuck right. out of here. Like, come on. I was going to say, what I'm cutting in on is obviously you know and you're kind of confirming it. If it was an issue, I think we would know about it or these fighters would just stop fighting. They're literally putting their life on the line. If it yeah. was an issue like yeah. that, then they wouldn't be there. So right? another thing, yeah. Yeah, another thing I have an issue with is his whole healthcare shtick. Now, I also think that yeah, mm. the UFC should probably take care of that in some some way because they are providing entertainment for that company, for that yeah. promotion, and putting themselves in harm way for potentially life altering injuries. Now, yeah. being a fighter, that's something you sign up for life altering injuries. It's part of the fucking right. gig. I back Dana one hundred and fifty percent when he says. It's part of the gig, my man, because it is. When you sign up to be a fighter, you willingly know that you are about to take bombs to the fucking dome. Mm-hmm. And one of those bombs might connect in the right way to shut your lights out and might possibly cause you to forget some shit that might end up fucking you up later on in life. That right. is something that you willingly sign up for. I don't know if you've watched a heavyweight fight recently, but those are about like 400-pound legs swinging in one fucking direction straight to a temple. It's probably going to cause some shit up but they willingly sign up for this shit. Fighters are right. a different breed. You are just a YouTuber who I do believe is taking steroids. I know a couple key critical factors of what would make you lead you to believe that he would be taking steroids. A couple last times I've seen him, it's like, mm, okay, yeah, for sure, whatever. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I think I got to side with uh, Uncle Dana. I mean, I know I write a UFC blog and everything, but... I don't know. It's pretty pretty wild. I'm very interested to see if uh, I haven't heard any rumbling since he called him out to get tested for yeah. uh, for steroids. He hasn't been like, oh fuck right. you, let's do it. Nah, ain't been nothing at all. Cause yeah, Cause Dana why? ain't fucking taking cocaine. He ain't fucking right. Why? Why is that a? What is there any water to that or smoke where there's fire at all to that at for all? What? As Dude. far as accusing Dana of cocaine? Fuck no. He just he's like just what? a. No, he's just, just grasping a fucking, at straws. Yeah, just grasping at straws. He's just a fucking. It, it is what it is. Like, oh, I would it, love to see Jorge just destroy him in the octagon, though, man. Yeah, you know, fucking Kamzad is just really chomping at the bit to fuck somebody up, and he fucking tweeted. Uh, he <laughs> he said, "Hey, at Dana White, please let me shut this something boy up, something something boy up yeah. at Jake Paul." And I mean, dude, I fucking. Strap a crazy Kazakhstani or stick rather a crazy crazy Kazakhstani in the ring with fucking Jake Paul. Yeah, please. Put, please. I will. I will put the rest of my life savings on Kazmat Shimaev. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even questioning that shit. Well, so is there any? I don't know. I, I assume that like both of them have some tr- a tiny bit of shreds of truth to parts of what they're saying. Because I mean, uh, maybe not Jake Paul. I don't know. Uh, but Here's the other the thing. thing that we didn't. Go ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Go no, ahead. I, the only thing that I was going to say as far as what Dana, we haven't talked about is Dana White a kind of, uh, I don't know if accusing is the right word, but basically saying or uh, kind of, yeah, I guess accusing that Jake Paul isn't selling pay-per-views. They're trying to go after these names because they're not selling yeah. pay-per-views. 
for sure. And that's 150%. That's 150% accurate. And that's what something, this is what I was going to close with. And I'm so glad you did, at least for this portion here. I'm so glad you took it here because, yes, in the business world, the business sense, Jake Paul's 65,000 views to a fucking Conor McGregor 30 to 40 million pay-per-view buy card. Like, that's that's the difference we're talking about here. Right. Like, that's, that's, that's it's shit. Even Jorge, Jorge will do 10, 20 million. Like, yeah. that's, that's just is what it is. That being the thing, I get that. I get why Dana did that. Fuck you, call you out. I'm tired of your bullshit, you little kid. We're the big dogs. We're the businessmen. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. But, 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 but. The Paul brothers and their whole little crew run this here thing that we're working on right now, and that's mm -hmm. called the internet. Mm -hmm. So by Dana doing what he did, it only added more fuel to their bullshit and their fire. So I right. think Dana's right. I think Dana's on the right fucking side. I think what they're trying to do, yes, is call more people out to get those pay-per-view buys 150%. But I also think that by doing this, this just only helps Jake and Logan even more. I mean, the more you do videos and do shit online, that just fuels their fire left, right, and center. Like I they, guess. they, they yeah, just, no, it's it does. They it do. does. It's sorry, it's not I guess. Do. It's what they. I'm do. just trying to think. Like as far as like I'm, I mean, I talked about. It. I didn't watch the last Jake Paul Woodley fight unless they get some huge swing and get somebody that I want to watch. I'm not gonna watch another one. I don't know, man. I'm. It's a circus. I uh, yeah. Dana White doesn't seem like uh, a person to really go to the dirt with as far as things like this. He typically uh, at least uh, appears to get the upper hand usually. So oh, yes, man. he does. Yes, he does. I, and I just want to see him fight a boxer. Like, I just I don't want to see if, if Jake fights somebody again, whatever comes of this, I just don't want to see him fight anybody that's a fucking wrestler. I just want sure. a true boxer. All they've done their entire life is box. Fuck, it can only be for the last four or five years, just like Jake. But only box. Nothing else. Nothing else whatsoever. Like, yeah. I just, as I drop my pen, I just don't understand it, man. It just, it makes no sense to me as as to why they keep letting these guys get, it's it just because of fucking payday. It's fucking payday. In the great words of uh, the young Canelo Alvarez, payday, payday, I know payday. they all want their payday, payday. <laughs> it's fucking, I love, that's one of my favorite. Get the yeah. fuck out of here, motherfucker. It's their fucking payday. <laughs> Payday, I know payday. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. He cracks me the fuck up. But yeah, that's, that's all it is. It's a fucking payday, man. It's a payday, and that's all they're in it for. So that's kind of my thoughts. Uh, any closing thoughts on them two goofy goobers? Well, at least the one goofy goober. I got a hell of a ton of respect for Uncle Dana. Hey, Uncle Dana, you need anything? Shout out. I'm always your guy. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else, dude. I'm for uh, sure. What do we got? Uh, uh, paper or not pay per view? Uh, do we got a fight night this upcoming weekend, or we got to wait another one? Next week, fifteenth. Uh, I was gonna talk about that too uh, in the blog. It's a pretty sick ass card. Um, so you'll see the uh, UFC blog back for me uh, next week. Come out on the fifteenth. Um, Giga Chikadze and mm. oh shit, I can't think of who headlines. I could just I look it up on my phone. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Qatar, uh, Calvin Qatar. Oh, Calvin Cater. It's okay. Um, so yeah, that, that one should be fucking sick. I'm interested in see, cause I don't think we've seen Cater since he fought Max. Maybe one more time. But... I will tell you right now. Correct. Uh, okay, January yeah, so about a year ago. Yeah. So not since he fought Max. Okay. So there's that. Then there's the co-main Caitlin Shukagian and she's fighting a Brazilian. Who's she fighting? Uh, not the, I only see four fights right now. Yeah. You're looking on ESPN, right? 
Yep. It's fucked up on ESPN. I don't okay. know why. It's really weird. Uh, and I, I got and the whole U.S. It's a whole damn it's thing to get a play. Yeah, yeah it's a, we'll <laughs> talk about it later. But what I am telling you is, it's a pretty fucking sick card. Like it's, yeah. I don't know why ESPN has it all fucked up. I think probably hey, it's another week away. Nobody gives a shit about the UFC. Maybe. But hey, there's some junkies out there yeah. that need need some updates. And and you 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 have the audacity to call yourself the worldwide leader. Well, that ain't worldwide leading fucking tendencies right there. That's no. that, that, that 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 that's beta male. Tendencies yeah. is what that is. Not completing your fucking assignments, pal. Whatever. The, yeah, here I am just talking about some fucking dipshit. Wants to be a fucking intern. Like, whatever dipshit put that together over there. It's fucking clown. Needs to get their damn shit together. But watch it just be somebody's fucking 15-year-old kid working for fucking winter break. Uh, either way, there you go. There you have it. We'll talk about UFC um, sometime soon. Um, kind of completely flipping gears, uh, real quick. Looks like Kyrie is going to be making his first, uh, yeah. start on the road for, uh, the Nets on Wednesday. So, uh, shout out. We'll see how that goes for, uh, Brooklyn and them old Nets. Um, CFB bowls. We got one more left on Tuesday. Oh, the tax slayer, tax acts, tax fuck uh, something around in that ballpark. I don't know exactly what it is, but got one more of those. Uh, the bowls have been absolutely electric. And then, uh, the 10th, the championship between Georgia and Alabama. Georgia actually opened up as uh, three point favorites. And I am very, very interested in seeing what the hell happens here. So, I think it's very worthy. I think they have a ton of motivation coming into this game against Alabama, but if I do know oh, one thing wait. is when Alabama needs some motivation like that, they show up and show out. And uh, here we go. Roll Tide, baby. So, yeah, I mean, any uh, any thoughts as far as the semifinal games? They were kind of uh, kind garbage. of snooze fest, honestly. I, uh, and that's yeah. what we would get. I guess we didn't talk about it. So a lot of people are talking about, let's cancel the bowl games. Let's do this. Let's oh, yeah, do that's that. right. And, and I... I I can't wrap my head around that because that is some of the most electric college football betting there is the entire That's season. Fun. The entire season, for crying out loud. And you can get hot. You can find some trends. You can get hot. and You uh-huh. can have a streak during bowl season. And I said at the top of the show, if you weren't around, man, if if by chance we do cancel the bowl games, all we're going to get is these – Michigan and or Michigan versus Georgia beat down the Cincinnati versus Alabama beat down. They're just all going to be beat downs. I mean, yeah, we all thought Michigan had a shot in hell. Yeah, we all thought Cincinnati had a shot in hell, but maybe some of us less than others over there in the other box hammering in the Bulldogs minus seven and a half. But either way, I, I mean, I'm not here for that kind of football. Fuck, I turned the games off, dude. I didn't even care. Like I watched yeah. enough of I the mean, tide, and then I I stuck it on the side TV to still keep up, but. I didn't give a shit about that Michigan-Georgia game after they went up by three scores. That shit was fucking over. Like, who cares yeah. to watch that? Right. It would. I imagine it would be the New Year's Six. Well, they're not going to cancel and, the polls. And that's but. the thing. New Year's Six, your marquee. That should be the yeah. best college football game that you watched the entire season. Which the Royals Bowl was a contender for that. Oh, <laughs> baby girl, was it ever. But, Ooh, but Utah, Ohio State. Oh my yeah. Gosh. But as far as the uh, overall slate of bowl games, A, it's just fun. And B, if you don't think it matters, then A, you didn't watch a good majority of them. Because every once in a while, no. a team does come in and throws up a stinker. But you think about, sure. like thinking about South Carolina specifically, a team that uh, uh, their coach called someone out as far as uh, – this is concerned. They just directly called someone out. And I think that was the Mayo bowl uh, yeah, yeah. as far as that being the silly part, which I get it is, but it's fucking fun. First of all, but a team that was projected to win two games, they come in, not only win six, but then they beat their, uh, 
cross-state rival North Carolina in a bowl game, yeah, in boy. a tight bowl game. Do you know yeah, how boy. much juice that in it injects into a damn program that was, yeah, uh, you know, has previously been a big program and now been struggling a little bit with a new yeah, coach boy. in his first year? That's massive, dude. And uh, like I said, there's certain situations where a team just kind of mails it in, but I I don't think there was too many of those situations. They've Hell been, no. Hell no. They were fun. And like you, what Maybe you were kind of saying and what we said, what else are you going to what, what the hell else are we going to do for two weeks in December and early January, yeah, dude? No shit. No <laughs> shit. What am I? I mean, I guess we got college basketball, but there's yeah, very well, few and far between of you little. boobers out there who truly know Sir. how to bet mid-major fucking ball. So what are you going to do? Hey, bet, man. bet mid, mid, lose a thousand fucking bucks in December? Bet, bet mid-major ball you don't know shit about? <laughs> Good luck. Like fuck. But like last week, uh, like one p.m. on a Thursday. Other other than watching football, if that wasn't on, what the hell else were you gonna do? I was sitting around doing absolutely nothing. Of course, I mean, if it's this thirty to nothing football game or nothing, I'm gonna take the thirty to nothing football well, maybe game. We gotta, maybe we got to maybe we got to change that. If you're just sitting around doing nothing, maybe well, not we got to you know what we I got to talk a little bit about. So well, you know I don't know. I mean. I, I, well, well, I heard nothing. That's what I thought you meant. I don't know what you meant. You say you're doing nothing. I don't fucking know. We, we, we got to fucking find more for you to do. I don't know. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Outside of that. There you go. There you have that. Um, Bowles, Kyrie, AB, Jake Paul, and Dana, potential blog. Um, oh, mention it. Yeah, what do you think about that as a potential idea? A little uh, NFL season preview recap. See how far off oh, yeah. or how accurate we were uh, We were to all of those. I mean, obviously, we probably wouldn't do 32 episodes, but see something. I don't know. I was thinking about trying to figure out how to put a clip compilation together of each one of the shows. and the I thought, month. Yeah, and I thought we'd. And I, I'm pretty sure I do for every single one of them. Like I got them on the fucking thumb drive, but I don't know how. Right. I don't know how we'd all do it. Well, I mean, we might talk Man. about it, but either way, who knows? It'd be really interesting to see how uh, how accurate. I tracked a lot of them on the action app, though. Yeah, be interesting to see. So there you go. There you have it. All right, it's 31, two minutes after the top of the 11 o'clock hour. I got nothing else left, partner. Anything else from you, my friend? No, sir. Absolutely not. I am ready to get rocking and rolling. Good freaking uh, show. Good to be back, dude. Oh, great freaking show. Spectacular to be back. Um, there is a uh, there is a little bit of fucking. I'm trying to see here. Yeah, nothing really major. Um, it's some it's some Tampa Bay Buccaneers news. Oh, yeah. they're, they're not resting anybody. They're playing to win. Um, week 18 is is go time. I mean, who can they afford to rest? Half their fucking team's hurt. Like, what kind of a question well, is that? Well, I think that? they're still, uh, they still need to solidify some seating. I think if they lost, they were they would be in danger of dropping to uh, the four seed, potentially. Yeah. If they win, they can get up to two, potentially. I guess I don't know for sure what the scenarios are there. We'll see, but uh, this upcoming week is the Saturday, all that shit. Oh yeah, they flexed. They moved some games around. Saturday we've got Chiefs and Broncos, which Chiefs seeding. I guess that doesn't really matter though. But the Cowboys Eagles uh, again, I think just seeding. Hey, it is might what matter if for. the fucking Chiefs are tapped out. We might be able to tack a nice fucking uh, plus money poly ticket onto the fucking bankroll. Oh potentially. Oh potentially. I mean, as far know. as gambling, hell yeah. Oh, I, I just yeah. meant as far as like potential playoff implications. That's oh, my for bad. Sure. For sure. Uh, and they flex Chargers Raiders, which I do believe could be uh, for the seventh seed. Oh, winner gets the seventh seed, I think. Oh, geez. Okay, that's got some implications there, huh? And then, and then I mentioned if the Colts can manage to lose to the Jaguars and the Steelers win tonight and against the Ravens next week, I think the Steelers have a chance of getting in somehow. 
Wow. Okay, so it is, uh, it's in the thick of it here now, boys. We are uh, going into week 18. It's showtime. One final week. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll see uh, what form or fashion we'll be covering it. Probably Friday's show, but we'll take some time for it last week of the regular season for the NFL. So there you go. There you have it. Excuse me. That's all the rabbit holes from me, partner. Uh, one more time. Anything else? Any other rabbit holes from you? No, sir. That's all I've got. Okay. Well, for the first time in 2022, it's time to wrap things up the only way I know how, and uh, the old TTL crew knows how, with my Motivation Minutes. We all need a little extra inspiration, extra motivation, no pun intended in the uh, in the old title there of the segment, but uh, it's really important, and I also think it's really important to continue to bring the quotes up and uh, of this legendary quote, or of this legendary coach, rather, the Woodenisms, John Wooden, the legendary college basketball coach, as promised, always throughout the entire college basketball season, every Monday and Friday, I will drop down a new John Wooden quote. Uh, so I hadn't saw you, saw you last Wednesday, haven't had the opportunity to uh, see you guys till now, so we got a brand new one to dish out, and um, I was waiting to, uh, I kind of been holding this one in the chamber for a little while, if you will. I, uh, I kept coming across it, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And I think right now is actually the perfect time to drop it because, correct me if I'm wrong, but last time I checked, it's resolution season, right? Mm, uh, you, even, you even said in the uh, at the beginning of the show, oh, my New Year's resolution, not going to uh, cuss anymore. Whatever. I said no fucking cussing, but yeah. No fucking cussing, so there you go. <laughs> You're already, already doing well on that. So it's kind of funny that you put it in that way. Obviously, that wasn't your resolution, but uh, it's funny that you put it in that way because – this quote really uh, really plays into that. I, left, right, and center, somebody has a new resolution. They're going to lose 50 pounds, or they're going to start reading more, or they're going to start going to the gym more, they're going to start eating more greens, or whatever the fuck resolution. You've heard every type one there is. And then, oh, by two weeks from now, shit, three weeks if you're lucky, all of that shit's going to be out the window. It's going to be back to the same old monotonous bullshit and that whole ripping off the calendar new year new me is just going to be a whole figment of your long lost imagination so i wanted to bring you this quote today to maybe give you a little bit of uh, encouragement to keep going to not just make a resolution but fuck a resolution make it your lifestyle not just oh i'm gonna make this my resolution because i think that's what it can become is once it loses the flair and the pizzazz of being this new thing and this resolution and when you actually have to be disciplined and actually apply it every single day as it actually does to take things to actually grow and develop and you to grow and develop as a human being, when it actually comes down to the nitty-gritty of actually doing the disciplined shit, that's when we all throw those resolutions away. So I challenge you to make it a lifestyle this year and Think about this quote every time you decide that you want to uh, say, forget this resolution, I'm done, I'm going back to the way I used to do things. Nothing will work unless you do. Nothing will work unless you do. Point blank period, woodenism of the day. Nothing will work unless you do. If you want to see change in your life, if you want those resolutions to come to fruition, you got to work. You got to get up every day and you got to go to work and you got to work at that thing. If you want that thing to happen, you got to work at that thing like you're trying to fucking cure cancer, uh, period, point blank, period. There's no other way if and or but about it. And when it cuts down to the nitty gritty to shit, I got to be disciplined. I decided that I was going to get up 5 a.m. every single day and go to the gym for two hours 
and now I'm into this for two months and this really sucks and this is a discipline thing and holy shit, I thought it was bad after the first two weeks and then I got through it and now I'm getting into a slump now. When you get to that, instead of walking away, you got to keep going. You got to keep working. You got to keep moving. Nothing will work unless you do. And if you are about it, about it, and you are not trying to get at it, at it, you got to fucking work. You have to put in the work. So in 2022, and I got uh, the the new monthly quote, the yearly quote I'll bring to you guys too. I'm really excited to share that one with you too. That one's about persistence for this month. So all about persistence in the month of January. But I guess that's kind of uh, starting it off here, month of January. Nothing will work unless you do. Stay persistent, boys and girls. Don't give up. Whatever you're working at, continue to work at it. Uh, we always talk about it uh, during my Motivation Minutes mags, but the visual of the two miners and the one guy down at the bottom that was right at the diamonds, but he's walking away all sad with the pickaxe over his shoulder, walking back. He's done. I'm not. And then there's the guy above him digging as fast as he possibly can, going to the other side because he has the hope that something is coming. My friends, what if I told you today was the day that that thing was about to happen that you've been holding on to or you've been you've been chasing after, you've been dreaming about or your resolution that you've been working for so hard to apply what if I told you that today was the day that it was come to fruition? Well, I can't tell you that, but very often can any of us know that because very, not very often do we wake up and know that our lives are going to change forever. So stick to it, stick to the plan, stick to the program, stick to the process. In the legendary words of the great coach John Wooden, the woodenism of the day and the first of the week, nothing will work unless you do. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the day. I like it a lot, dude. I am, uh, I've never really been a big New Year's resolution person uh, for a lot of the reasons you say because when you put it into a New Year's resolution, let's say you're, like you said, you're trying to lose 50 pounds. When you put it into that perspective, instead of just cheating yourself, you're kind of cheating your New Year's resolution and you say, ah, New Year's resolution, whatever, everyone busts that, whatever. When you, re in reality, what you're saying is don't treat it like a reality. Treat it like you're cheating your actual life. And, oh, mm -hmm. summer, summertime. Give me summertime. By summertime, I'll be good. Mm -hmm. I, stop having that mentality, man. Just treat it as if it's your life. You want to fix something about your life, then fix it. It's funny because people, it, it, and I've said this about gambling too. It's almost people willingly, in gambling, willingly fall into those traps and keep going back to that same hot-ass stove just so they can sit back and bitch to other gamblers about mm -hmm. how they keep falling into this trap. It's the same exact thing with what you're just talking about, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's almost as if uh, just people like to... To have a resolution for it to fail so they can bitch about it. Say, oh, my resolution, I just, everybody breaks the resolution. Hey, did you break your resolution yet? No, I didn't. Derpa, derpa, derpa. Right. Do you want to be a member of just all of that shit? No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk right. on the opposite side of that. And I'm sure there's people that use it correctly, like, oh, this New Year's, I want to skydive or something like that. Sure. sure. Put that on your list, whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't personally know anyone off the top of my head that I've talked to in the last five years that says something, oh, you know what? My New Year's resolution's going swimmingly this year. <laughs> I don't think I've ever yeah, had that it conversation. It's absolutely terrific, my friend. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, and never. But the thing is, is like you can have something. You can have something and almost make your resolution between you and you. Like, who the mm -hmm. fuck do you need to mm -hmm. tell? And like, right. 
Because then at the end of the day, the only person that you can fucking go say, oh, guess what? <laughs> I, right. I, I didn't didn't do my resolution is that dipshit staring at you back yeah. in the mirror. And then you got to answer to that motherfucker. And that Love conversation's that. a lot less or a lot more shitty than it is with all fun. the other people who decided to say, oh, yeah, we fucking lost our resolutions, too. Who gives a shit? Let's all go right. get fucked up and get back to right. being dumbasses like who do you? Who do you want to be? Lot, Who you want to be in 2022? I don't know. I am but a humble messenger. I am not a swami. I am not a genius. I just know what the fuck has gotten me through this life and has allowed me to uh, access and mags as well. Uh, I am proud to say to access and become part of the two percent. So, if you know what that's about, you know what that's about. If not. Time to level up, boys and girls, and uh, each new level of our lives requires a new level of ourselves. So I'll let you marinate on that for my motivation minutes of the day. Okay, that sure does it for episode number 193 of this here pod. Um, nothing else I got to say. Um, Cup of Joe on campus. We'll be back this week. We'll talk about it some more. Uh, check out episode five of season two of the Wise Words pod. No episode this week. Uh, we'll let you guys know. We'll give you some more updates since we've been a little bit longer here today. We'll give you guys some more updates as the week rolls on. In relation to all of our other content and shows, Speaking of other content shows, check it all out at TalkingTheLine.com or in this episode's description, the link tree down there. Make sure you hit that. See everything TTL, everything Colt TTL Sports, everything RMAX TTL Sports, and everything in between. Outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, bettors, everyone in between, far and wide. For myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by the first episode of 2022 of the TTL pod on this beautiful Monday of bets. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it from the bottom of your hearts. We started but uh, a year and two days ago with a simple little newsletter giving out some picks and analysis, um, inspiration corner, and a little sidebar. Uh, from me and the guy you see to my left and uh, because you guys we've been able to grow it into what you know now as TTL Sports Media so from the bottom of our hearts thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you here's to whatever the hell 2022 holds I have no idea Mags has no idea we got a hinkling in some areas but at the end of the day who the fuck really knows what the next hour holds outside of that appreciate you guys thank you thank you thank you we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have any other plans. And for the first time in 2022, get all of today's best bets locked in so you can say right alongside of the crew. Yes, that's right. I'm a poet and none of us even know it. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>